This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, May 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Little progress in corn crop. Ag businesses will suffer for a long time. Disaster aid stopped again. And Purdue hits USMCA study. Planting struggle continues across the heartland. There is no sign to relief from the slow-motion disaster that is the 2019 planting season across the Midwest and Northern Plains. According to USDA's latest crop progress report, only 58% of the forecast corn acres have been planted as of Sunday. That's way behind the average pace at this time of 90%. According to Reuters analyst Karen Braun, 99 million expected acres of corn and soybeans have not been planted yet. That's by far the largest amount of unplanted acreage at this point in the spring. The next largest amount, just over 70 million acres, occurred in 1995. Commodities analyst Arlen Suderman of FC Stone tells AgriPulse there still could be a significant amount of corn seeded late, but as many as 6 million acres may go unplanted this year. Disastrous situation for everyone. South Dakota farmer Scott Vanderwall, the vice president of American Farm Bureau Federation, tells AgriPulse that groundwater has come to the surface on his farm west of Brookings. As of Tuesday, he had planted just 10% of his corn acres, none of his soybeans. Vanderwall warns there will be a lot of ripple effects from the prevented plantings. Seed dealers are losing sales and ag service centers are seeing orders for chemicals and fertilizer canceled. It's just a disastrous economic situation for everyone involved, he said. Everyone from farmers to ag service centers to retailers on Main Street will suffer from this for a long time. Keep in mind, the new market facilitation program payments announced by USDA last week are supposed to be restricted to planted acres. However, the $19.1 billion disaster relief bill that conservatives are blocking in the House would provide payments for prevented plantings. Disaster aid unlikely this week. House Democratic leaders say they will try again for Thursday to pass the disaster bill, but it looks increasingly likely that the final House vote won't happen until lawmakers return from this week's recess. Democratic leaders tried to put the bill to a voice vote again during the pro forma session yesterday, but Representative Tom Massey, a Republican of Kentucky, blocked any action measure. Bringing up the bill during a pro forma session requires unanimous consent, so any one lawmaker who is present in the chamber can block a vote. Texas GOP Representative Chip Roy thwarted last Friday. There will be another pro forma session on Thursday. If the bill is blocked yet again, it will pass overwhelmingly when the full House returns next week, according to Majority Leader Steny Hoyer of Maryland. Massey says House leaders should have kept the chamber in session long enough to vote on the bill last week after the Senate passed it. Now keep in mind, in addition to covering prevented plantings, the bill also would compensate producers for flood damage to stored grain and for crops damaged by hurricanes, wildfires, and flooding. China pledges to adhere to WTO ag trade rulings. China will start living up to promises to import more corn, wheat, and rice while scaling back on its domestic subsidies. Chinese officials pledged Tuesday at the World Trade Organization in Geneva. 
China isn't fighting two cases it lost to the United States. The U.S. has agreed to a Chinese request for time to come into compliance. An Iowa State University study concluded U.S. wheat exporters lost roughly $700 million because of China's domestic support programs that kept the price of Chinese wheat as high as $10 a bushel. Those high prices pushed Chinese farmers to overproduce, robbing U.S. farmers of sales. Purdue rebuffs University of Georgia study on USMCA. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue is pushing back against a recent University of Georgia study showing President Trump's U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement could do, quote, catastrophic damage to the state's producers of blueberries, tomatoes, squash, bell peppers, cucumbers, and eggplants. As a proud UGA alumnus, I'm here to tell you USMCA is good for Georgia's farmers and all of American agriculture, Purdue said in an opinion column published by the Macon Telegraph. But the study dives deep into Mexico's expansion of domestic subsidies for the crops and is expected growth under the newly renegotiated North American Free Trade Pact. The results above make it clear that Georgia's economy would suffer a significant blow unless the new trade agreement is amended, that according to the study's conclusion. The potential job losses represent an increase in state unemployment of two-tenths percent, which is a five percent increase from the current level of 3.9 percent. The damage will be felt much more severely in Georgia's rural communities and by Georgia's agriculture sector. Under USMCA, Georgia's farm economy would lose roughly $900 million annually and shed nearly 9,000 jobs, according to the study. Now, for more on how farmers are struggling to deal with the weather and questions about disaster relief and the Trump administration's latest trade aid package, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. It's hitting inboxes today. USDA answers legal question on hemp. Lawyers for the U.S. Department of Agriculture have released a legal opinion that attempts to clarify legal issues surrounding the production of industrial hemp. Among four key points, the Office of General Counsel says industrial hemp is no longer a controlled substance and states cannot prohibit the shipment of hemp that is produced under the pilot projects authorized by the 2014 Farm Bill. The legal opinion says once USDA finalizes hemp regulations mandated by the 2018 Farm Bill, states and tribes cannot restrict shipment of the crop when it's grown under the authority of a USDA plan. Group challenges legality of sage-grouse plans. A watchdog group claims the Interior Department plans to manage the greater sage-grouse in six western states were illegally approved. Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility, or PEER, said the plan for Colorado, Idaho, Nevada, and Northern California, Oregon, Utah, and Wyoming was approved by Bureau of Land Management official Brian Steed, who was never Senate-approved as the Bureau of Land Management director, a requirement in order to respond to protests of previously proposed plan, according to PEER. Peer demanded Interior Secretary David Bernhardt withdraw the six plan amendments. The Interior Department called Peer's allegations factually and legally wrong. Steed did not sign the protest response, but even if he had, 
it would have been consistent with the law according to the interior. Finally, here's today's He Said It. Unfortunately, more clowns showed up today to once again delay disaster relief for states and farmers devastated by the storms of 2018. That Representative Austin Scott, a Georgia Republican, responding after another fellow Republican blocked final passage of the disaster aid bill. Well, that is Daybreak for this Wednesday, May 29th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.